It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 18th day of March, 2015. We're here with our co-host, Jay Masser. And... Uh, I think Stretch is out there somewhere. Oh, I believe he had to go to the VA today. Or go to the doctor. He's taking them chemo treatments. But anyway, uh, we come across this deal. Would the VA lie to a guy? John, do you think the VA would lie to a guy? Or a veteran? Are you kidding me? (laughs) They would lie to someone? Wow, that's unremarkable, believable. Well, I, I feel guilty about asking that question, but uh, I've, I've noticed some some cases where they haven't lied to you, uh, a, a veteran, uh, mainly when you can't get them on the phone, then they can't lie well. They'll tell you anything to get you off the phone because they have two minutes to get you off the phone to get on to the next complaint or caller. So, yeah, that's that. They'll tell you anything. Well, your claim's here, your claim's there. Well, they don't know where your claim's at. Chances are they don't. You used to be able to call and get your regional office and find someone that can help you. Good luck trying that now. Yeah, that's out of the question. Uh, yeah. uh, it, it's just absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Not, I don't know how you can get around that. And I don't see it. The situation's getting worse, not better. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I know there's a, I know a kid that called last Friday's 800 number, and they told him his records, they're waiting on his records from Louisville VA. He'd never been to the Louisville VA. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, they all going to wait a while. This is all part of the game. If you want to see how creative they are, just, if you want to see how creative they are, Gerald, just get your denial letters over and read them very carefully and use the tact and what they use for the wording to write your denial letter. Well, that's true. Uh, you know, I, I had my claim in there for the longest time at the AMC at several different times, even before it went to the AMC. I don't know how many times they told me, well, your claim's in the process of being put on digital, on, on the computer, or whatever they call it. Uh, where I'll be, you know, easily to get to. And uh, this has been going on for several years. Well, it's in the process of being digitized. Well, come find Girl. out. <laughs> I think I figured it out. <laughs> What's that? I think Stephen Hawking is in charge of the AMC. So I guess everybody came from a white hole and AMC came from a black hole, right? Well, that could be. That could be. Yeah, they got a conflict there. <laughs> That's the theory of bullcraptivity. <laughs> bullcraptivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they but will. Anyway, uh, I, I, get a, I get a letter from my lawyer and, and they sent him all my claim file and he's going to Told to, they're probably told to say that in order to appease a veteran, to, you know, because they want to at least give you some feeling, you know, that you've had some success in your endeavor to make the phone call. Yeah. Well, 
But in reverse, I've actually had a couple of people that I've talked to in the years that actually work for the VA. Not very many, but a couple that have actually really helped me. And they told me stuff that I don't think they're allowed to tell, but the way they word stuff, uh, that you you can understand what's going on. Yeah. You know, there's little key words like, okay, well, we're processing your paperwork, you know, or this and that. and Or you can say, uh, yes, about your claim. And they use little key words like, I said, well, the award has been processed. So that tells you right there the key words what? Award, right? Yeah. Okay. So sometimes they'll give you little bits and pieces of information, and those people are very conscientious, and they really appreciate doing their job. But also, you've got a bunch of pet rocks work there, too. Now, they do this whole paperwork down. Yeah. Boy, that's Especially the old-timers. Some of these old-timers, man, they'd rather take a beating in a war to claim. Ah, uh, they get awful hard-hearted, and uh, they look for any excuse. They think everybody's just a preloader looking for a free ride. Yeah, that's and, just non-adversarial, uh, non-adversarial systematic problems that we do have inside the VA. Uh, and it, it's not good. For instance, we got this deal on forms now. Mm-hmm. I want all you veterans out there to be really careful about if you're going to file for pension or what have you. They're changing the forms all around. It's supposed to happen here on March the 24th, I believe. Uh, and you're not going to be able to get the form till March the 24th, the new one. If it's not on the new form, it, it'll be throwed in the trash can. It won't be uh, looked at. Uh, so before you do anything, as far as dealing with the VA, check the proper forms. Or go into these forms and be really careful because you, you're allowed to be sitting there thinking that uh, uh, your claim's in the works and it's not. Well, you should remember, too, the VA is through the Federal Register in order to get these things pushed through. That's how they get by with doing stuff, and they push these forms through these new forms. Okay, um, I think most of these are going to have to require a change to the law, and uh, that'll be discussed in the uh, Veterans Committee, I'm pretty sure, very soon, because that information is being passed on as we speak. Um, eventually, this will have to go through until the court reverses it. And that's what's going to have to happen, because, uh, you know, some veterans, you know, they don't have computer access to these forms. So that's that's... So basically, that's taking that, that's pulling the rug out from under the veteran right there. If you don't have access to the computer, the forms, and you write your claim on a piece of paper, you know that's what you're supposed to be able to do. You know, uh, so yeah. that's the issue. Uh, you can't now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if if that's that's to happen, uh, to me, this form change is not in accordance with the 38 CFR. I think they should have to give them plenty of notice. Uh, this is quite a short notice. We, uh, uh, for instance, here, when was that? When that last week we just uh, uh, was talking about this uh, one form. Uh, what in the world was, was the number on it? Uh, oh, that's that one at uh, secondaries? Yeah. Yeah, that form itself is uh, implemented. It's just... People need to, don't be confused about that form. That's not a form. It's the uh, 21-526. Uh, what is it? It's not the EZ, but what is it? The C? B. 526B. B. Okay. That is a form that is implemented. So, actually, that one, in my opinion, is a pretty good form. Because what happens is if you file a regular claim and you file for an increase on a condition or you file secondary, well, these guys take it for granted as a new claim. So the first thing they do is they start re-adjudicating the, the, the service-connected issue. You follow me? Yeah. Which, basically, it's already been proven that you're service-connected to this issue. They should leave that alone. They need to focus on the secondary and how it applies to the primary issue. So this form is, was put into play 
in order to tap that resource and let you use that form and it's supposed to help you service connect a secondary condition to a primary condition using that form that form only uh, now, yeah, that's that's all, uh, no it's not changed uh, it's become mandatory it's only changing it right they've updated or something uh, no, they've changed that form, John. The uh, 21-526-B will be phased out on 324, and the VA yeah. will, will require the use of a 21-0955 starting on 324 for oh, all okay. informal claims. If the veteran does not use this form, then... Now, wait a minute. That's only informal claims. Yeah, informal claims. That's not a secondary claim. That's an informal claim. That's a totally different issue. Oh, so they're using the same form for two different issues. uh, Yeah, so that's... Right. Now, an informal claim is, say, for example, uh, you roll into the VA... And you sit there being examined by the doctor, and you look at and you've got an issue that you think secondary to another issue or something, or an issue. Yeah. You say, "Man, doc, I'm going to file a claim for this." Then the doc notes that you're going to file a claim for it in the record. Well, you've got so many time to go ahead and get the claim filed, but that informal claim is the day you told the doctor you're going to file that claim. That's considered yeah. an informal claim. You can say it to a VA employee. I don't have that work if your wife works for the VA and you tell her you're going to file a claim 20 years ago. <laughs> but that's the basis of the informal claim. It's claims that are not officially formally filed for a regional office but are told to someone at the VA or someone in a position to treat you for the issue from the VA. That's the informal claim itself. Okay, now the secondary claim, if you have a secondary condition that you think is secondary to a service-connected issue, then that's where that form came into play. Now, if they're doing away with it, that's going to suck because that form, I thought the form was a good thing. But we all know the VA. If it's a good thing to help the veterans, it doesn't last too long, does it, Gerald? No, it sure don't. So don't you just love this non-adversarial process that we have to go through every day? Lance, I don't know how in the world they can keep up with it. I don't even think a lawyer can keep up with it. I think <laughs> I, there you go. Have quite a yeah. I think what it's going to boil down to eventually is you're going to have to get a lawyer to file your claim because you can't. You know, there's it's going to be so discombobulated, twisted, turned, and, and tainted that you can't do anything. You know, it's just like Social Security now. Most people who file Social Security is not going to win the first time. You know, they get a these doctors out. Of, they hire these doctors out of lighthouse for the blind, and they go in there and read these claims. Uh, you get a denial letter, and then you got to get to go to court. It takes you two years to do that. Two years. That's just Social Security, and the VA is worse than the VA. You know, they're worse than Social Security. Some of these guys are waiting up to 10, 12 years to get their claim settled. Yeah, they sure are. And the majority of this time waiting is based on either a complexity of a claim or a simple mistake. A simple mistake can hold you up for years. And it don't have to be the veteran's mistake, John. It can be the BA's mistake. Oh, well, they don't really. Do they make mistakes, Drew? That, that, uh, that's the sad part of it. A uh, poor veteran could have done what he's supposed to have done, and the VA just decides uh, they don't like it. That's a fact. That's the way they operate. That's a fact. Okay, now, uh, I saw a report here where uh, Congress is actually going after them, too, for uh, for uh, uh, kind of misinforming them and putting them off and things like that. You know, that's a congressional inquiry. You know, and they're sitting there, oh, and that, their answer is, oh, we made a mistake here or something like that. You know, we didn't do it intentionally. The word for today, the word Spanish lesson for today is toro de caca. You know what that means? What does that mean? Bull crap. <laughs> Bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> and the crap is used very liberally in this issue. 
So uh, I know Congress is throwing a fit because the VA keeps lying to them, dragging their feet. They won't produce the necessary uh, documentation that they're required or requested or subpoenaed. Uh, mm, subpoenaed. <laughs> well, they might as well subpoenaed it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but what's Congress doing? I mean, the only uh, weapon they have, I guess, uh, can they throw them in jail for lying? Mm. Well, they're supposed to be able to. They can officially call them in, and if they do lie, they can charge them. Uh, I would think that would be... uh, Well, they've been lying to so much, though, John. Well, that's true, man. I mean, that's... We call that Pinocchio syndrome. They can withhold their money, so the House can withhold the funds going to the VA, but then then the VA says, well, this is all Congress's fault. (laughs) Don't you know that's how they get their exercise, Gerald? Well, it's a no-win situation, and the veterans sitting out here at... at, That's how they get their exercise, okay? Jumping to conclusions, passing the buck. That's how they get their exercise. But I don't know how they can continue purging themselves in front of uh, uh, Congress or the House committees. Uh, yeah. They always have we'll hearings and they, they sit there and say the, sing the same song time after time. Yeah, that's a Sidney that's a Sidney Lumper song. That needs to be the that needs to be the Had It theme song. Time after time, yep. Yeah, time after time. You know, but I mean, it's folks. There's nothing changed here. Okay, you've got new forms to fill out, new claims left to file. Uh, you know, there is some easy, easy, supposedly easy steps. You know, if you're a Vietnam and country veteran and you're on a presumptive list, and you've got these issues that I have to do because uh, Nehmer, the court the court case, Nehmer came in and busted that wide open, or if it wasn't for Nehmer, you guys still be out in the cold. Because that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. And if you've got another issue from presumption and you're in something they don't want to discuss or something that DOD didn't want to talk to VA about and DOD wants to do this and that, or if you're part of the MK Ultra or anything, anything black ops, you can just about forget it at all. Yeah, you're, you are in serious trouble. You can just about forget it. I mean, it's, this ain't my first rodeo, okay? I've been doing this for a while. And, uh, just hang on to hat and keep reading the website and you people will realize, see the site and see, wow, man, you say, you know, that you've seen enough stuff to be shocked. I'm still shocked two or three times a week we're reading stuff on Had It. You know, uh, you know it's amazing, John, of some of the doggone things that the VA does do to uh, wiggle out of uh, paying a claim. They'll lowball a claim. If they have to pay a claim, usually they'll try to lowball it. Uh, it, it. It's insane. It's insane. And here, uh, we hear them, uh, you know, paying all these bukus of money out for malpractice suits. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, how many men? 200 million? Uh, what oh, yeah. Well, see, that's the problem, too. That, that, that's another issue. That's another issue. Yeah. They have no... There is no... None... None whatsoever. There is no recourse. For example, you you get malpractice on, you file a tort claim, and you win that tort claim, okay, and you get paid. That's the biggest thing. You get paid, okay. You get your money put in the bank or whatever, okay. Every case from the entire government comes out of one fund. 
So what is in place to let these people that malpractice on you, what makes them improve? Where's the accountability with that? It's not there. Yeah, and and they continue on with with their shoddy workmanship, uh, misdiagnosis, uh, undiagnosis. Uh, You hear of everything. That's uh, the number one rule. Prescribing medications. It's just unreal. That's the number one no-no in the world, especially for QS9000 quality system management, is countermeasures if you have an issue. If you work for General Motors and you make a defect, okay, and this defect's a safety issue, you know, and it's making you killed because of your defect, you're dead gone. Your 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 quality team has to help you make it right. They've got to check the process and check the parts and make sure that these vehicles are all right. Because the biggest issue there is, you know, you can get sued too, big time. But there's always countermeasures in place. Why do we make the defect? What's the countermeasure to prevent it? And is this countermeasure effective? Okay, so you make a defect as a medical professional, and this dude's and this dude sues and wins, and he's maimed for the rest of his life. And the countermeasure? What? There's no countermeasure in place. They paid it out of another fund. Yeah, there's you get, no you understand quality that? control for for the VA mm-hmm. and. And uh, that's uh, where a lot of these issues are getting their beginning is is the fact that there is no quality control. Well, there is quality control within VA, okay? But it's VA-induced quality control. Okay, the only way, you know, it is like, uh, it's like, yeah, put a cat in the house because you got a couple of mice stealing their cheese, right? Yeah. And you look down the floor and the cat and the mice are sitting together eating the cheese. <laughs> That'd be my cat. Okay. You can't have effective quality control with in-house system. There has always has to be an outside outsider looking in because there's too many things to go wrong inside. Well, I don't want to do this. That's my buddy, or you know, this and that, or somebody comes in and says you don't do this, or you know, always anything, because it's the buddy system. The buddy system rules everything in the world, and that's a problem too. You know, that's that's an issue that's got to be addressed. But who are we to do that, right? Yeah, there has to be an outside. There has to be an outside agency or an outside controller like uh you know something someone maybe out of the cbo or something or something to uh do a complete quality assurance changeover of the system and put countermeasures in and make them effective and monitor and make sure that they work because if they were a business running a business they'd be in bankruptcy court in a hurry yeah you're right they would be Yeah, so two hundred million dollars they paid out for malpractice. Two hundred million. That's a big amount. That's a big amount. Now how many veterans could they have taken care of? Uh that could have went a long ways reducing this claims backlog. That's it. That's worst thing about that, Drew. That's that's only a small percentage of the ones that are probably actually now practiced on. <laughs> well, I, you know, actually, you're right. Uh, I think they they probably malpracticed on about everybody they touch. Yeah. Well, uh, we know, you know, medical medical's medical, and it's supposed to be a science. You know, they're supposed to practice medicine. You know, and uh, they've got license to practice medicine. It's the same thing in the legal world. They got to, you know, it's what they call it a practice. You know, I thought practice makes perfect, but I guess it doesn't. But they still refer to it as a practice. So, you know, I mean, we've had issues in the past. Look at the, look at the butcher in Moline, Illinois, killed them people. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just. 
crazy. And the cover-ups, they cover up a lot, too. They tried to cover up the weight scandals, the weight time scandals and things like that. I wonder how many lies were told during that cover-up. Well, they don't. They don't want to lie to the veterans. They lie to Congress. If they lie to Congress, perjure themselves to Congress. Let me tell you, folks. They'll they'll lie to anybody. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if they will lie to Congress. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where you're supposed you to. to be. They delay it. They're good at delaying too, because they know that Congress is a two-year thing. See, what's that second uh, year? Yeah, ago? yeah, that's uh, that's one of their game plans. Well, we'll mm-hmm. we'll get it to you as soon as we can get it. You know. Mm-hmm. And the next Congress has to start over again. And ask for it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that should be right there. Something put a, a screeching halt to. Yep. When they ordered, they ought to have so many days to get it there, and it better be there, or someone has to pay the consequences. Well, they need to stop uh, doing this so many days stuff and tell them they got so many minutes to get it there. Well, uh, yeah. Well, you come in, you know, uh, you come here unprepared, you go back home. Yep. Now somebody ought to go to jail until they get it until they get it put in there. I agree. If it don't yep. show up, uh, that's obstruction of justice. Yep, it is. I know people, in no court cases, people slide to Congress and got jail time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course, no Congress in itself is not perfect. By any means, they're not perfect. You know, but their constituents to help people. You know, they have to help the veterans anyways. Yeah. Because member Congress is an elected official. You know, you don't do a good job. You know, you may not have your job next term. Well, so. uh, from what I've seen, a lot of them don't deserve their job for the next term. Yep. You know, <laughs> member Congress says that pees everybody too in their districts and their you know because they have a lot of stuff to go through. And they have to prioritize their issues. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of these veterans issued to them are low priority in these bigger states. Uh, evidently, the veterans' issues are low priority. Yeah. And uh, if we had a war going on, you know, in a wartime, uh, they treat the veterans a little better. Um, but uh, right now, during peacetime, veterans are just scum of the earth. That's why they try yeah. to treat them. Well. And it, it's not right. Uh, veterans were there when you needed them, and you need to take care of them. That's part of the cost of war. Uh-huh. And, and, the cost uh, of war. Hmm. Cost of, that's a good statement, Gerald, the cost of war. Attitude, we shouldn't have been there in the first place, and that they don't want to, you know, they don't want to well, take you can't responsibility. Blame the responsibility. Yeah, the when veterans, you, you know, you don't have a paper. choice. Yeah, when you, you sign that paper, you, you go do what you told to do, and that's the way it is. Well, you gotta and go, you gotta understood. go, right?
For heaven's sakes, do not drink any alcohol or take any other drugs outside of the VA. That's that's brought uh, that that's put a lot of veterans uh, in harm's way and even taken some quite a few lives. Uh, Yeah, that's called checkout syndrome. (laughs) Well, it is, and. And I don't know whether they're just not well enough informed by the VA. They're not schooled. You cannot mix alcohol with this type of drug or what have you. And uh, uh, that's a serious problem within the the uh, VA right now. Is I don't know whether additional self-medication, they're not giving them enough medication, they're giving them too much medication, everybody's different. I don't know what what the answer is. I think a lot of it could be resolved when they're mustering veterans out of the service is to give them more of an extensive psychological uh, evaluation that they're not getting. There are too many getting through the door. That needs to happen. That needs to be done when they go into service. And when they go in, you're absolutely right. Uh, They need a better... uh, They should uh, develop a certain... They need to develop a test that, you know, is pretty accurate, accurate as they can be, that would, you know, because there are certain things, you know, people with anxiety and things like that. You know, if you're... PTSD is a pretty bad thing. You know, yeah, PTSD uh, is bad, and if it's not properly treated, it can uh, it can do a lot of damage. It's uh, not going to get better. You try to try to do examples like, for example, look at these first responders, these firemen, and things like that that respond to these tornadoes and these car wrecks and things like that. They see some stuff that's un unbelievable. Yes, you know. And, uh, you know, those folks there, you know, they see things like that, you know. I guess in fact, actually them not seeing it happen might have something to do with it, but, you know, especially like during the Joplin tornado, you know, they saw some wild stuff. You know, they think suck somebody yeah, out of a car was... window or out of a sunroof or out of a basement, that's a bad thing. You know, and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was body parts everywhere, so... Yeah. Uh, it's not a pretty sight. Uh, you don't have to be in a war zone or come out of a war zone to have PTSD. Uh, yeah, yeah you, have to look, you have to look at the types of wars, too, in our history that we have fought. You know, I mean, we had World War One, where we were fought in the trenches, and that was pretty ugly because Germany used gas on us and, it's you know, things like that. And World War Two is a little bit different. I mean, we didn't have trenches, you know, but we had a little better technology at the time. But, uh, you know, there was still the issue of, uh, you know, of mass casualties. Uh, you know, you go and take these in the Pacific Islands, the Japanese were fighting to the death, every man. You know, so yeah, you they, see a lot of... they had some rough, rough, I mean, rough battles over there. Uh, yeah, and you're in Vietnam, you're out in the jungle, taking a little walk, and... Next thing you know, Charlie's in the tree shooting at you, or, you know, it's hard to see him. Of course, Japan had a lot of snipers, too, in trees, and, uh, yeah. you know, so they decided to try to defoliate the areas and brought this beautiful stuff in this tin can in and defoliated the trees and the people and everything. There's people still being defoliated by that stuff. It's killing them every day. Yes, it it's is. Agent Orange, folks. You know, and... Uh, so now it's uh, now it's different, you know, because you know they're hiding, hiding their little explosives and stuff, and running in, mixing in with the crowds, and blowing stuff up. You know, now they've got ISIS problems over in the Middle East, and their people are, you know, that's that's just a bad situation. You know, there's nothing that uh, we're really doing about it. I mean, <clears throat> we're sitting back lobbing some bombs at them and stuff, and. But, uh, you know, they're still growing, so we'll see what happens in the future. But um, something sticks to come to a hit on that issue. So 
business for the VA is looking pretty good right now from the future. You know what I mean, sure. <laughs> it sure does. And uh, yeah. uh, it's sad to say uh, VA is going to be quite busy for some time. And and uh, all these Middle East veterans that's come back, uh, they're not having an easy go of it. Some of them spent... <laughs> Four, five, six tours over there, and in my opinion, uh, they shouldn't have had to spend but one tour. That should have been adequate. Uh, that's enough I to follow. ask for that. I follow Chuck Thompson on Facebook. He's a actor. He used to be a senator. He's an attorney too, and really sharp guy. I think it was uh, Brown, Schwartz Brown, come out with a statement saying that everybody needs to be on Medicare. And uh, he replied, eh, yeah. And he replied to him. He said, uh, "We already have that. It's called the VA." <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty comical. I thought that was pretty comical. But uh, you know, in general speaking, though, the VA the VA is effective. You know, they're they're good. I mean, you've got a lot of good people work for the VA. You know, most of your issues you have the VA, unless you've got a malpractice or something like that, you know. Still, they're, they're there to take care of you. They do a pretty good job, you know, so you can get in to see them. Um, most of our issues we have are with the regional office and administrative part of the, of the VBA. You know, because they're the ones, that's the bread and butter area, the VA is the VBA. Because they're the ones that give you percentage and take care of your claims and things like that to allow you to be placed in the correct priority group at the VA. And uh, we could do a show later on, Gerald, on priority groups because I think there's a lot of confusion as to priority groups in the VA. Uh, you know, that's priority true, groups. there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Priority and, groups, yeah, we can touch that on the show. We'll do a bachelor hour or something and explain to them. We'll go across each group, read it out because it's uh, a lot of folks mis- misunderstand that. You know, one priority group, one, I get hit the line privileges. No, you don't. You know, you might think you do, but you don't. There's a reason for that. So, but we'll discuss that in another show. Uh, yeah, that would make a good show. We haven't done yes. a show on priority groups. Uh, sure, let's take about 25 seconds and pay some bills for T-Bird. You want to? Let's do that. All right, we'll be back in a second, folks. You're listening to the com radio show. Hadit.com is veterans helping veterans. We leave no one behind, not on a jungle trail, not on a desert trail, and not on a paper trail. If you want any information about the VA, log on to www.hadit.com. Welcome back, folks. Uh, You know, if any of you out there uh, have a... uh, question or comment, uh, feel free to call in. Our number is 347-237-4819. Now, our call-in number, once again, is 347-237-4819. So if you have a a question or comment, uh, feel free to call in. We'd be glad to hear from you all. uh, John, we were discussing these these forms. Where do you think this form thing is going to go here uh, in the in the future? It, it looks like we're going to be uh, the VA is converting totally over to forms of, of one kind or another, and that's going to create create another, I believe, uh, a mess. <laughs> Well, in hindsight, looking back at the problems they've had in the past, you know, the first issue they had was a claims backlog, and so many veterans were were being waited and waited and delayed and delayed because of the claims process. So the Congress got on to them and told them they had to improve the claim waiting times. Okay, well, they did that to a certain extent. You know, they uh, they transferred a bunch of claims to the appeals process, and uh they said, well, we got to do something better than this. They started making up these forms to supposedly help speed up their internal process of processing claims. 
this is just fallout from that activity from a couple of years ago. It's, you know, it takes time to do that. You know, now the appeals are, I think the appeals backlog is getting a little bit worse, and and uh, this forms are coming into play. So, I mean, the forms should have been in play a long time ago. They should have had them a long time ago. You know, they should have, you know, these DSO stuff need to help you fill these forms out and and things like that. I mean, you know, it's veteran not be able to get to him, but if a veteran doesn't have access to the VSO or access to that, he still should be able to write his claim out on a piece of paper. But if he can't do the form, can he deny the claim because of a form? What's going to happen is somebody's going to try that and they're going to deny it and they're going to go to court and they're going to lose. Yeah. Because. I would think so. Uh, this needs yeah. to be challenged. Uh, uh, we have a lot of... Uh, veteran law groups involved now, uh, and they seem to be getting more and more uh, veteran, I mean, uh, lawyers uh, uh, groups. Uh, that that could be helpful in challenging some of this, uh, these things. The forms could be okay if, if they're unbiased. Uh, the trouble with mm-hmm. But dealing with the VA forms, they can be uh, very biased. Uh, I know a lot of people like the DBQ forms, and then I've spoken to people that just uh, they don't care nothing at all for them because they're not adequate. Oh, you mean those uh, duck-billed quagmires? Yeah. (laughs) The the duck-billed quagmire. Folks. Now, here's the deal with the DBQ. you got a DBQ form for your issue. You print it off. You take it to your VA doctor. Here, dude, fill this out for me. He looks at it and says, I ain't going to fill that out. That's too much work. Yeah. Of course, they're supposed to fill it out, but they're not going to do it. So then what do you do? Do you flush it, or what do you do with it? You take it to your outside doctor, get them filled out, and he looks at you, and he charges you 50 bucks for filling it out. Yeah. you got to pay money to have it filled out when the VA is supposed to do it. Of course, the VA used to have doctors that would go around and examine you. They would look at you real good and talk to you and things like that. And you had a nurse doing all the all the key punching stuff, or you had a tape recorder. You trans, you know, you transcribe stuff. Now, you go see the doctor, and he's there in front of the computer looking at the screen. You sit there next to him, and he's and he's typing your stuff in. And you might get your meds refilled, but are you gonna get a good examination with that? No, you're not. They only have so much time to spend with you, any of you. He's filling yeah. in the blanks on the computer. See, now the these people, these people that implemented that system are the same type of people that started the delay tactics. They're the penny pinchers. They're the administrative people. Most of them are not doctors. They want to save money because the more money they save, the bigger bonus they get. They're taking Not common sense out think, of the picture. I think bonuses should be brought to a screeching halt till they have the VA back on the straight and narrow, if that's possible. There should not be any bonuses, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, these them bonuses cause paid. this whole... These bonuses... Look what they cause, man. They cause this whole, whole, whole claim to delay stuff, everything, just because of bonuses. Everybody trying to if figure I, how to get a piece of that pot. Yeah. And they've actually cost people their lives, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something. They need to do away with the bonuses. If the people don't, if people want the bonuses, they need to leave the VA and go somewhere else. Of course, the VA's got a shortage of doctors. Okay. Well, that's another issue. You know, you got to, you know, the doctors are going to go where the money's at. They've got a lot of, you know, they they went to medical school. They paid a lot of money for education. It ain't like it used to be where a doctor go to college and get his doctorate and do his residency and have all these student loans get take bankruptcy and wipe that out, see. But now you can't do that. Now they gotta work, pay it off. Yeah. It's common sense, people. And they start out they start throwing these bonuses around. Well, first of all, I take every dollar in the federal bonus budget and put it somewhere else. You don't need a bonus working for the government. They call that incentives, okay? I know how the bonus system works with the VA, believe me. And I want to tell you something, folks. The buddy system comes back into play in a very big way in that system. 
Well, it's a buddy. A lot of it's net to test them, too. They get their brothers or sisters yeah. well, or uncles and OPM's got a lot of... OPM has got a lot of controls over nepotism anymore. and They've got a lot more authority over that than they used to have. Yeah. Um, you still see every once in a while there's a problem. But uh, a lot of issues that I see that relate to now is uh, the hiring of veterans in like a federal agency. You know, and uh, I remember once I saw an agency had a guy that was applying for a plumber job and he'd lost part, he'd lost one of his farms in Vietnam or something. But he could still do the job, and he qualified for it. But they hired somebody's kinfolk or something over him, and there was a, there was a, a big blow up about him. They had to hire that guy, and uh, so that's the way it is. But the, but remember, they can hire who they want to hire, you know. And if you're a ten point veteran, you know your your chance of being hired is pretty good. But uh, you know you have to be uh, you still have to beat a lot of systems and a lot of you know it's. That's the problem. You have too many non-veterans working in, in, in within the government because you know there's. First of all, veterans got a little better sense of accountability and responsibility because of their time in service because they were molded, and they understand what it takes to get a job done. You know, and motivation's a factor too. You know, veterans are more motiv- better motivated to get something done, and uh, that's just what I've seen over my lifetime. And uh, but. Uh, Gerald, has the VA ever lied to you? <laughs> Every time I talk to him. Mm, uh, perhaps that's the issue. You know, I mean, Every time I've talked to him, they've lied to me. And yep. I, I just, I'm astonished at some of the stories that they can concoct to yep. tell you. Mm hmm. They first started off saying, uh, well, all my records got burned up there in St. Louis. All right, in the fire. Yes, I remember yeah. that now. I remember back in 74. Is that when it was? Well, whenever it was, my records got burned up. He told a friend of mine the same thing. The problem is he got out of service in 78. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He must have. Must have been a big damn fireball. <laughs> I had to go do the research on the thing and tell them, well, no, this is not true. I wonder what then, caused uh, that fire. <laughs> imagine a match and, a, and a, somebody didn't get their bonus. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, the fire did a lot of damage. That's very suspicious because you know, they could have burned all the records up and nobody would have nothing. Probably somebody being that very was, creative. There was a lot of records disappeared. Woo. Mm-hmm. They never, you know, they're still trying to rebuild some of them, but most of the people, I think, are probably pretty well deceased now. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they are. But, but uh,. It's a sad situation, you know. Things like that should never have happened. And, and usually, most of the military records, they did everything in triplicate, quad triplicate, and most of them had uh, ten copies, and they all went different directions. So, uh, I think they ought to have at least five copies of the service record made and put on disk. And I think that they need to have a certain plate, like these record centers, they need to put them in safes or fireproof. Yeah, uh, uh, even electronic uh, data is not safe. It's not mm-hmm. stable. Uh, they need it to, in, like, uh, uh, super flash drives or something, uh, and then on disk, and then what have you. Uh, uh, they they need you know backup on backup. Well, the best way to do it is go out and get you an external hard drive. I get two of them. I get a couple of terabytes. I will put all my VA files on the computer on that hard drive, and then I will take yeah. that hard drive and I will put it inside one of those sentry safes and lock it up. And then I would get a bigger fireproof safe and put it there where you got double protection. Do need everything. Uh, 
external hard drives are not that expensive now, and and uh, you can get a two terabyte for under a hundred dollars. Uh, yep. So you you can put all your data on there and uh, photos and what have you. That uh, uh, everything dealing with the VA, just write VA on it, and every time you you get letters or uh, correspondence from the VA, you simply scan it into your computer and then put it on your hard drive or yep. or back. And you can. And folks, you can also the, the hard drive is not just standalone for one computer. If you've got five computers in the house, that hard drive can handle every one of them. If you've got two terabytes, you can open it. You can folder every one of the computers and copy all your stuff on in, in the folder for each computer. Yes, you can. So, so I mean, and, it's uh, you know that folks even use them to back up the recordings to their DVRs or their TV as long as it's got a power source. Uh, so you can take it. You can. I, uh, sure okay. And, uh, you know, they run off a USB port. They're simple to operate. Uh, and they're pretty well maintenance-free, so uh, yep. just put them Good in thing. when you're done downloading on it uh, or uploading on it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, unplug it so it don't get contaminated, uh, you know, with a virus or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think a virus will really affect the external hard drive. General, I think it can't because the hard drive can't run a program. They just store it. It's just a storage thing. So I think it's okay. Oh, it, that's right. It stores data. Yeah. 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 So and I don't think it's really an issue. Photos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you might be right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I don't think it'd be that issue. But uh, you know. Back on the subject, I remember receiving a letter from the VA one day. Uh, on a denial that had all my information listed and my evidence and said perhaps this event happened to you in service even though the paperwork showed it happened to you perhaps it did happen have you ever heard a statement like that before in your life no <laughs> yeah that was one where I'm glad I was 80 miles away from the regional office I had to go have some words with that man but uh you know, that was about three years before the claim finally got situated and settled. And uh, so that's a big thing. You know, they'll lie to you and they'll misrepresent your records, they'll mis- misinterpret your records, they'll misinterpret your medical information and put their own information in there. Uh, if you have an issue happen when you're a child, say, for example, you break your collarbone and uh, it heals, and they try to use that to help deny your other parts of your claim. I've seen it all, folks. I've seen them write leading letters to a CMP examiner to get them to, to, to get them to go with them on their issue as far as, you know, against your issue. You know, even though they're not supposed to be doing that because they're not medical professionals, they're not doctors, they're not allowed to practice medicine. And they've been called to task with that a few times. Yes, they have, gets, uh, you know what gets me though? They're not paralegals or lawyers either, and they quote the law every day. They're not allowed to practice law either, <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're absolutely right, and uh, I got into it with one of them one time, and uh, he said, "But this, this is my interpretation of this." I was reading the 38 CFR. It's pretty clear what it said. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't care what your interpretation is. Here's what it says. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget what it was now, but it was clear what it said. It didn't, you know, him all around. It does. You will do this or you will do that. And uh, it wasn't left up for interpretation. Okay. Um, if you folks listen to the show and uh, you want to get some more information on VA Lives, if you're a Facebook member, look up VA Lives on Facebook. There's a guy that's got a website or a Facebook site that uh, does a lot of backtracking things like that on VA Lives. We're going to try to have him on here later and, uh, as a guest speaker if we can reach out and touch him and make contact with him. But uh, just check that out. That's pretty cool. you seen that, Gerald? Yes, I did. And that's uh, uh, that's a pretty good deal. 
Yeah, it's pretty Married interesting. Married life, interesting. I mean, uh, how, how much plainer can you get? BA mm. lives, I mean, and they do. And uh, they do when they don't have to. All they have to do is tell a guy the truth or, or a veteran yep. the truth. And, uh, but they'll tell a lie. They'll climb a tree and tell a lie when they can stand on the ground and tell the truth. They're a crazy bunch. They are. So, they will. I mean, but now is that. Uh, what is that? Are we are we victims of the system, Gerald? Or what? what something's got to something's got to explain this, you know? Because, you know, we don't know if it's a black hole from outer space causing these problems or what. But, uh, I don't know. I I think it's too many sunspots have hit them. Uh, they mm-hmm. must have been in the direct path of a sunspot or something. Mm-hmm. They lost their senses. It's a well corrugated. Uh, Corrugated. 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 Uh, yeah. Scenario. It, it's by design. It, it, it might be corrugated too, Gerald. <laughs> it's corrugated and corrugated. Uh, but it's it's by design, folks. Uh, don't don't think they're a bunch of dummies. Uh, this is by design, and yeah. and uh, just try to keep it cool when you're dealing with them, and do your part right. We need to do uh, a show here. We need to do a show and uh, I'll enlighten the audience on what it takes to get a job as a VA Raider. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I've got that information. Oh, you got that information? Yes, sir, I've got that information. That'll be what it takes. Knowledge, skills, and abilities. Things to say, but I better not. No, I mean, you have, they have lots more people. You know, it takes a certain level of education to get a job with them. Uh, well, yeah. And but remember, book sense and common sense are a totally different avenue, buddy. And I don't think, you know, I, I think all I'm. <laughs> All I'm got to pass a course, and, and in the process of this teaching course, they they get a grab hook uh, about the size of your fist, fist shoved up their bunghole and a big rope tied on it. <laughs> You're only as get, good as your mentor. If they get too 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 easy on these claims, they just give that a yank and then they get back with that denied stamp. <laughs> hey, buddy, you're giving away too much money. We can't do this anymore. There wins your bonus. <laughs> you can't lose your job over it. There's a little gal in San Francisco that uh, wanted to award this veteran and she went the extra mile and got fired for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think she had a lawsuit against the VA. Did she use that mofo? She did she use that mofo group Morrison Forrester out of San Francisco to get that settled? I can't remember the exact details. Yeah. I need yeah. to research that, see what happened with that, because something somebody hushed hush about something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the whistleblowers come out and they get they get tormented. You seen that? Trying to oh, cover stuff I up. One of them actually. And one of them actually had the uh, had the the VA came after them. The IG they tried to pull Roberts on them. See? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Well, Gerald, I hate to say it, but all good things must come to an end, my friend. You've got sixty seconds left to take us to the promised land, Gerald. <laughs> all right. Well, folks, it's been interesting today. Uh, I sure hope you enjoy the uh, broadcast, and and uh, we'll. Tune in again next week, and always be on watch for the Basser Hour. We have some very good Basser Hours, and and uh, on the Hattie website, uh, T-Bird there, uh, she does have a, a donate button. Uh, feel free to uh, give that a, a punch and, and, and donate whatever you can to help out here uh, to keep the side going. Uh, uh, you know, nobody gets paid any funds for nothing. 
it it all 100% of it goes to the site. So uh, uh, with that, this will be Gerald Cook and John Stacy will be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bachelor Show. <laughs>